Journey to Organization, episode 152. Are you a returner? You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman. Advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Hello and welcome to the Journey to Organization podcast. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Begone Personal Organization. And today I want to know if you're a returner. One of the biggest problems that I see with my clients is that they have the wall of returns. This means that they've purchased something that they plan on returning, but they haven't gotten a chance to return it. Oftentimes, this means that they are losing out on money because they haven't returned things that they've purchased, even though they intend to return them. What I see as the cause for this problem is a fewfold. The first thing is that people are shopping without intention and purpose. And that means that they're not making a list when they're going shopping and they are just shopping for the sake of shopping. Uh, And they're not going with the intention like, oh, I decided I need a new white blouse. I'm going to buy a white blouse. And when I find it, (laughs) I'm just going to buy that one thing. I'm not going to buy anything else. And when I get home, I'm going to take out the one white blouse that I am replacing. So, so people are shopping without intention, and so they're ending up buying, instead of just the white blouse, which they, what they had gone for, uh, they buy also a new black skirt, and they buy brand new shoes, and they buy, you know, a watch that they didn't need, all these different things. And they use shopping as a form of retail therapy, and therefore they come home with all the stuff that they don't really need, thinking that therapy is actually too expensive when they just spent the same amount in the same amount of time and they could have just gone to a therapist and actually worked on the problem. And sometimes people just find that shopping is fun and they like the thrill of the hunt. And so they go out and they buy it and they're like looking for a deal, but they don't actually really need anything. They're just looking for the deal, right? And so they go and they buy it and they get it home and they're like, yeah, I have no place to put this. I don't need it. I'm going to return it. And it sits by their front door or it sits maybe in their car and it just never gets returned. And then there's a third kind of returner. Well, they're not really returners. I guess the correct word would really be purchaser, but it turns into a returner. Third type is the person who's trying to like hedge their bets. They are in the store, but they might not necessarily want to head into the changing room with three different sizes. So they buy all three sizes, figuring I'll hedge my bets. I'll go home. I'll try them on where the lighting is good, where I feel more comfortable and I'll return whatever doesn't fit. Or if they're online shopping, they buy three sizes knowing that they will return one or two because, you know, they'll get it and only one will fit, right? But what happens is in all of these situations is that we overbuy and we don't actually make time to return (laughs) what we purchased. I find that this problem is more of an American problem rather than an Israeli problem because in Israel, the return policies are very, very strict. And so you don't have a lot of time to return something. So people tend to be more conscientious about buying, thinking that they can return because their return policies are really not very good here. But for people outside of Israel, I find that this is a very, 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 very big problem. And I think that there are a few things that you can do to fix the problem. And I want to talk about those today. The first is what I sort of briefly touched on and what I always say. So if you've been listening for a while, you know, shop with intention and purpose. If you 
are in the market for a white blouse, then only look for a white blouse. Don't get sidetracked. Don't fall down the rabbit hole. If you feel yourself getting sidetracked, pull yourself back and repeat in your mind, you know, I'm only looking for a white blouse. I'm only looking for a white blouse. I'm only looking for a white blouse until you make this your reality. (laughs) And then once you find the white blouse, check out and leave because it doesn't matter if you're in a physical store or online. Check out and leave because if you don't check out and leave, you're going to keep buying and you'll probably buy stuff that you don't need. (laughs) And that would be a shame because then you'll be into the returning situation. So when you are shopping online or in person, shop with intention, shop with purpose so you can avoid returns. If this means trying things on, then try them on. However, I understand that it is not always possible to try things on. I totally get that. So here's what I want you to do. If you order a package or if you buy things in the store and you want to try them on and then send back whatever it is, then simply put it on your calendar that this is when you're going to go back to the store or this is when you're going to make time to package up the return and take it to the post office or to print out your return label and schedule a pickup. Right now, especially during this time, it's so much easier to do returns online because companies also want to limit the their customer interaction and employee interaction. So it's kind of easy to get online returns, even in Israel, actually, shockingly. So if you do buy things online, schedule time on the calendar. You pretty much know when things are going to arrive. So a week later, schedule a time on your calendar. Put aside a good hour to actually get that done. It's probably not going to take you an hour, but if you haven't tried it on yet, it might. But it's probably not going to take you an hour. But at least you'll have the buffer time on either end to get it done. And the the reason why that's important is because so often we don't schedule enough time to do our tasks and then we're harried and we don't get the task done because we're always freaking out and frazzled about actually getting it done. And we don't want to do that. We want to be calm and relaxed, right? And there's no need to get frazzled over a return. So if you schedule enough time to actually get it done, to actually drive yourself into the parking lot and get out of your car and take the elevator and clean your hands with the hand sanitizer and stand there and do the return and that maybe there will be a a line or that you have to wait at the post office, whatever it is. If you leave yourself enough time, you won't be frazzled. And what's going to happen is, is you'll feel less rushed, you'll feel less worried, and it will be easier to get it done. But what I find, and this is just in general, what I find is that So many people don't leave enough time to get their task done. They underestimate how long the task is, so they leave less time to get the task done, when really what you should always be doing is over-calculating to leave the just-in-case. Because if you end up with free time at the end, yay, that's a win in my opinion, right? But if you don't end up with the free time, that's a problem. So, And if you are cutting into some other time, that's also a problem. Okay, so we talked about people who are not being conscientious and sticking to their list. We're talking about people who are over-purchasing, right? I want to just talk about the idea of retail therapy for a minute. A lot of times we're going into the store, we're looking for the hunt, right? We're feeling bad about ourselves, and so we go to the store and we're like, 
I'm just going to go shopping. I'm just going to look for that beautiful thing. Maybe I'll give something as a gift. Maybe I'll keep it for myself, but we're going in there. And this, I guess, relates back to part one, but you know, we're shopping without intention and purposes because we're looking for something. We're like, we're, we're literally on the hunt, right? Except that instead of for an animal to feed us, we're looking for the perfect pair of shoes or the perfect piece of furniture or the perfect, you know, side table, or we're looking for the perfect ornament, whatever it is, we are on this hunt and we think that it's going to give us satisfaction. And maybe we've spent $10 on something. Okay, $10 here, $10 there. Doesn't seem like a big deal to make yourself feel better. And you do feel better when you go shopping. Your brain gets a hit of dopamine and you feel better. It's like taking drugs, right? You're like, wow, I love this new item and it's going to look so great in my place. And then you get it home and you're like, oh, what was I thinking? And you think to yourself like, oh, it's $10. Okay, I'll try to return it. But if I don't get to it, no big deal, right? But if you're doing that every day or every week, what's going to happen is, or all month long, right? What's what's going to happen is, is that you're going to end up with a house full of stuff that you don't really want. All those $10 purchases turn into a lot of money over time. And you're going to have a clutter problem because you're going to have all this stuff that you don't want. And you never got around to returning. In my opinion, if you're using shopping as a form of therapy, it is not only a waste of money, but also it's not a productive use of time because it doesn't actually solve the problem. You'd be better off going to therapy once a month than buying $10 of stuff every single day that you don't need. Because what happens is, is at least with therapy, you're putting the money to actually repairing you on the inside. And when you're just shopping, it feels like you're repairing yourself, but really what you're doing is you're getting a dopamine hit and you're making yourself feel good in the short term. But in the long term, you're just going to feel bad because now you're out the $10. You have something in your house you don't really want. You never got to return it, so you never got the money back. And your house is full of clutter, so you feel mad at yourself for for getting so off track, which isn't healthy. And it's so easy to get back on track. Now, I'm not saying that shopping is inherently evil. That is not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is think before you buy because it will not only save you money, but it will also save your home from becoming too cluttered. It will save it from becoming a Corlear mansion as it were, right? If you don't know who the Corlear brothers were, I suggest you look it up because the story is very, very fascinating. Anyway, if you are a returner, (laughs) the number one thing you can do is actually get those returns scheduled and take care of them. Another thing that will help if you are a person who buys and returns is to try to shop from fewer places and try to stick to like one or two stores because if you're always shopping from you know the same one or two stores you're more likely to go back to those places and actually get the return done and the other thing is is if you have a return to make in addition to scheduling it on your calendar as soon as you've decided to make the return. If you have a car, put it in your car. If you don't have a car, leave it by the front door in a cart that you will take, (laughs) like a bubby cart, if you will, that you will take to the store with you so that it's like in a place ready to go. And if it's very small, you could just leave it in your bag so that you actually take care of it, you know, as soon as possible. 
So if you're a returner and you need a little help, (laughs) reach out. I'm here for you. Send an email to Rebecca, R-E-B-E-K-A-H at RebeccaSaltzman.com, S-A-L-T-Z-M-A-N. And let me know if you need help with returning because we can definitely figure out a way to solve the problem that is specific to your special needs and and get you off the returning hamster wheel. If you need help decluttering in general, also reach out because there are many ways that are contact free that we can work together. And I don't even need to live in your same time zone to help you. So send me an email at Rebecca at RebeccaSaltzman.com and let's schedule a done in a day declutter or an online coaching session so that we can work together to get you decluttered and get you living your best, most organized life. For now, I'm wishing you a great week and happy organizing. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at BalaGonBegon and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalaGonBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.